G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. We are going to be talking about Israel and we'll talk about Christians. We'll talk about the restoration of Israel. And Israel, of course, has been in the news this week as the Israeli Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, has met with the US President Donald Trump. Well, the big news was that the US was taking a backward step away from insistence on a two-state solution between Israel and the Palestinians. Well, some are saying that's a setback in the peace process. Others are celebrating a relief of tensions in what appears to be an unresolvable circumstance. But there is a big picture. We're going to look at that big picture today with a special guest who's in Australia to talk about Israel and its restoration in light of prophecies in the Bible. Our guest is Ofer Amitai. He grew up in a secular Zionist family in a village near Tel Aviv in Israel. In 1967, Ofer's father was a commander of the Jerusalem Brigade, which was responsible along with other forces for liberating the old city and unifying Jerusalem. Now, after fighting in the Yom Kippur War in 1973, Ofer's search for the truth and God led him to the United States and then eventually to India. And there God revealed himself to him as Jesus, the Messiah of Israel. Well, Ofer and his wife, Chris, they lead the, and I hope I get the pronunciation right, the Kehilat Elroy Church in Jerusalem, and they run the Israel Prayer and Training Center. And uh, Ofer is with us in the studio today. A special welcome to you, Ofer. Welcome to Australia. Thank you. Shalom. Ofer, uh, let me just ask you about your position. I was talking about you a little earlier as an influential uh, Messianic Jewish leader. How do you describe your own faith uh, in the the context that you have there, living in Jerusalem and and talking about the things as you do, leading a messianic congregation, mm-hmm. how do you describe your own faith? Well, I'm a messianic Jew, which means I believe in Yeshua, the Messiah. Um, our Bible is the Old and New Testament. Uh, we are we call ourselves messianic Jews so that we could identify with our people, as opposed to history where. Jews actually became part of the church and had to renounce their people and all. But um, if you wanted a context, I'm of a Protestant faith. In if if a Christian was hearing it, they'd understand that evangelical, uh, spirit filled. Uh, but Yeshua the Messiah is very much our goal in life, and we don't see it as a foreign thing. He's he's a the Jewish Messiah, as well as the Messiah for all who believe in him. I mentioned in the introduction there you have some military background. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were a f- part of those defense forces uh, back in 1973. Mm-hmm. And after that, you went to the U.S. And I was quite interested, actually. You went to India. 
And that is where you had some level of revelation of who Jesus is as Messiah. Tell us about that journey, because that sounds an unusual journey. Yeah, well, um, I've I've had the unfortunate experience of being part of a war, which is really a hell on earth. I was in Egypt um, in 1973, and any of those kinds of things uh, lead one to reflect and to ask himself, and that's what happened to me, what was life all about. I saw materialism and uh, uh, as something that's totally unsatisfying. And in my journey, I ended up uh, in India studying yoga in an ashram, uh, realizing after a very short while that it was actually part of Hinduism and part of something that was not leading me into truth or light. And I did something I've never done before as a secular Jew, which was to cry out to God. Um, And what I cried was, if there is a God, reveal yourself to me. And uh, it, it was not a small thing. After several days, I actually gave up in some ways, because nothing seemed to happen. But when I gave up, the Lord just filled the room with his presence and glory. And I saw two things, basically, that have never left me. One is that God is the great king and creator. The other, when he spoke to me, he spoke to me like a servant. And he, um, I, saw, I saw him as lower than all of his creation. In other words, he upholds it. And at totally broke my heart. And when God spoke to me, he said to me, I am the God of your fathers, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And then he revealed his son to me, that he is the Messiah. So, I imagine that having an encounter like that, and in the most unusual of settings, uh, doing studying yoga in an ashram in India, having a Jewish... Uh, background, and then having this revelation of Jesus, Mm -hmm. the Messiah. I mean, that is just, there's so many different dimensions to what was going on there. But having had that revelation, that encounter with Jesus, the Messiah, Mm -hmm. uh, that's not the end of all of the the challenges that you must have gone through in that time. Having all of these uh, these issues, uh, all of these understandings, all of these beliefs that uh, were actually crowding you in at that time, mm-hmm. sorting that out and coming to some understanding about what it truly is to follow Jesus as the Messiah, that must have been an incredible journey as well. Yes. Well, one of the things that happened to me when God uh, revealed himself as the God of my fathers is somehow, and I cannot explain it, but I felt like I was being connected to a very ancient and old root. And what happened is, I, you know, I couldn't say it was a vision or insight or anything. I had no terminology for it. And um, But what happened was is that I was connected to the very root of my people. But, so, but it went beyond our history right into God. It's hard to explain it. So... That has stayed my identity. That that and it anchored. Remember, I didn't come to faith in Messiah through necessarily a witnessing of anyone, but by a revelation. So there was no oddness in it. It was God, and it was the God of my fathers. 
So I was very ignorant, but it began a tremendous journey of searching the scriptures and prayer and eventually led led me back to the States, uh, through Israel back to the States, and there the, the Lord called me to, to serve him. So then we went to Bible school and all. But it, it had been a journey, uh, but it was a journey of discovering God more than anything else. There was... Uh, I have to say, it's it's God is indigenous Himself. I mean, I don't know even how to say it exactly in a uh, uh, in a way that would make it logical. But God is the source from where my people come, and so all those two. Th- and this is very interesting, as you mention it, really, because it's not uh, it's not to, for two thousand years messianic. Judaism was hardly known. It's been there, but God seemed that like he belonged to Christianity. And uh, now the Christian world has to actually change its own view, like the Jews have had to change their own view. And uh, what I'm trying to say is really that, that the root of our people and the root of the faith and the root of following Messiah is all in God. And we are very much part of it and called to it. So I feel at home in that faith. Uh, Early on, I was uh, previewing our conversation the way it might look today. And uh, I was talking about the way that as Christians, when we talk about Israel, uh, as we talk about Jewish people, we talk about Bible prophecy, we actually have some context for our own faith. And you've touched on uh, something that's very important. Sometimes we talk about that issue of uh, what's known as replacement theology, the idea that after uh, AD 70 and uh, there was a dispersion of Jewish people out of Israel and uh, into all sorts of parts, uh, usually into Europe, uh, of course, uh, it looked like God's people were defeated and uh, and done away with. And so somehow or other, you had the church that had taken over a wonderful place of uh, 